Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, the Scott always lands better side down. I knew Via Getty, and you, sir, are no Via Getty. I don't like Ryder P. Stifler's mom's son. Would you like to build a satellite? America is funny around the edges. A pair of undie bundies. That looked like Uncle, didn't it? Like, yeah, it did. like, Uncle Bundy's. Yeah, Uncle Bundy's. <laughs> hey, use a coaster on my satellite. Hit them in the Shinto. Toss salad and rubbed in butter. Does your Johnson spark joy? Yo quiero piwi hermano. Membrane of familiarity. All that space junk in Earth's trunk. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of the morning stream this truck is called an f-350 super duty lariat turbo rebel 6.7 l power stroke b20 do you think that guy's fun to hang out with you want me to say the word the morning stream can't spell the morning stream without remonstrating this is the morning stream good morning everybody welcome back to the morning stream it is thursday january 7th 2021 i'm scott johnson i'm joined today shockingly by brian Ebbett. it's shocking <laughs> i know weird. what a surprise for everyone hello my uh, goodness wow uh, can hello. you believe it look what we've done yeah. we've somehow made a really rare uh, thing happen today that the two what of us are is here happening <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's been a real fun 24 hours here in the united states <laughs> just having a blast here and um uh, yeah. all you uh Oh, uh, you know, we can no longer say first world problems because at the moment we have a bit of a third world one, and uh, yeah. it's not yeah. the kind of thing you usually see here on U.S. soil. We're not going to talk about it all day, but I'd be lying if I said it didn't affect our day yesterday. Oh, <clears throat> Lord, I know. Yeah, I was I was in the process of doing some tech stuff here that had my my machines shut down and doing other things for a while, and uh, turned stuff on early afternoon and was just. <laughs> Like, yeah, you get na- well, you you probably got just clobbered by that because if you yeah, were was like, blissfully uh, unaware, that must have been yeah. crazy to see all that. It, it totally was exactly. But I, I watched it kind of in real time, which I don't even normally do. I just happened mm-hmm. to be because um, I was interested in the count. 
Like you were I, what? I, I was interested in the count, which they had oh, you know, started yeah. proceedings mm-hmm. for, and I just wanted to see how that process worked. So I had I had C-SPAN on, a, a stream of C-SPAN of all things, hmm. uh, which is normally, you know, boringtownusa.com. Uh, yeah. But for whatever reason, you know, take part in the process. Just want to see how it works. I've actually never watched one of the counts before. So I just thought, well, I should watch this one. This is a big one. Yeah. And uh, so it started going. And then they were like, oh, we're adjourned according to pursuant to, uh, <laughs> to section whatever. Mics went off. Uh, the stream actually said, because I was watching on stream, the stream when they went off the air said, this stream does not exist. Oh, wow. Yeah. How very Matrix. Yeah, it's they very Matrix. Had, uh, Lawrence Fishburne come on and say that some IT guy in their little video department's having a good laugh at me but yeah. anyway all that then all that stuff happened and it was happening in real time and then I texted you and they're like oh I've been working on this stuff and let me check oh shit <laughs> exactly and then I started going kind of back through Twitter a little bit and between yeah. you and Richard Marks it was basically like um, I, love uh, how, I love how you follow Richard Marks I think that's great yeah it's funny because I don't uh, follow him but I think it's great that you do he's a little he's a little too he's just a little too um how do do i put it he's just really okay let's put it this way on a week where let's say it's a day where i don't want to worry about anything Mm -hmm. he's always worried about everything so he's always (laughs) yelling at me and i'm like i don't know richard marks uh this is like a little bit of uh, the pot calling the kettle light gray Oh yeah, Not yesterday. Black. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I couldn't be stopped. There was no stopping me. Yeah, but but on a normal day, I agree with you. Yes, Richard Marks is. Uh, I'm just saying. What I'm trying to say is. You do that, but certainly not to the degree <laughs> that Richard Marks. Oh does yeah, it. he's into it, but uh, nobody does it to the, to the degree. Anyway, it was dumb. It was a dumb day, and uh, yeah. that's the that's the that's the least good words I could use for it. It was a bad day. Yes, but I hope. Um, I hope that dude uh, gets to take his uh, uh, loyal order of the water buffalo uh, headdress with him to prison. I really do. I hope uh, hope they allow for him to. He shows up on every photo because why wouldn't you show the shaman guy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. I I mean, obviously, he knows this. Like any good cosplayer knows, if your costume is out there and contrasts with everyone around you, you're going to get all the photos. And sure enough. Freaking uh, QAnon shaman guy, or whatever his name is. Right. Um, the best part is this is actually kind of funny because that's what we do on the show. We try to find the edges that are a little mm-hmm. funny, right? Yeah, yeah. There's some. <laughs> there's this thing going around where a bunch of people think his name is Via Getty, and they're saying, "Look out for Via Getty." If you see any other online activity, this is the man we're looking for in the in the shaman outfit. Uh, we've learned his name is Via Getty. That was never his name. Somebody started that because the image of him came from Getty Images, and they wrote oh, in the no. article via Getty. via Getty. Oh, that's and so all these people like legitimately thought that dude's name was Via Getty for a long time. And no matter who told him, it's like, dude, no, it's freaking Via Getty Images. Like Getty. it must be French. <laughs> that's totally it. That's totally it. A real life uh, version of that freaking Fragile thing, basically, is what yes. happened there. Oh my god! People are dumb, but uh, whatever. So Kim and I did a thing we've never done before, and this may have been a mistake because it leads to the other thing I want to talk about. Okay, stayed up till one thirty or so. Pot. <laughs> yeah, we smoked some weed. No, we didn't do that. We stayed up until like two o'clock in the morning or something, watching mm. 
the process. Again, never really seen it. Mm -hmm. And I was really curious, like, how does this work? And then also, how does it work with some objectors? And that certainly Mm -hmm. happened in the past, but I never witnessed it. I want to see how that stuff goes and how do you respond and who argues what and everything. Um, And boy, howdy, is it repetitive? Like, they just kind of have to say... Uh, the state of Missouri submits a bird, bird, bird. It all looks freaking good. What do you think about that? Okay, we're good. We're certified this and that. Any objectors? None heard. All right, moving to the next one. And you got just Pence up there rattling these off. And then occasionally Alabama or somebody would go, hold on a second. We object to what happened in Nevada, even though we got shit all to do with that state. We think he should be right. Well, did you guys right. sign it? Well, he- no. All right, moving on. And then everyone claps. It's like this very strange experience, but we were up watching it. It was all very intense. And we were also just like the whole time thinking, man, like three hours ago, some wackadoo was sitting up at that front mm-hmm. of that thing with his arm in the air and his phone taking a selfie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, just behind you there, somebody was shot. And on that other side, they found pee. Somebody peed. <laughs> oh, no. Did somebody really pee? Yeah, in there? somebody peed all, oh, all over geez. the place in the in the house chamber thing. Yet here Ugh. they all are. And I guess they're, you know, something to admire about everybody getting back to their post and getting the job done. Um, but anyway, so we're up way too late. Finally yeah. go to bed. Here was my dream. Are you ready to interpret it? I'm ready. Let's let's do this. Let's, okay. Uh, you appeared right. in the dream, but you had no major role in it. But you appeared. Okay. In so it. I was uh, was I was I B story or was I just an extra? You were an extra looking on, but looking very serious the whole time. Okay. Okay. Oh, I like that. Okay. Wow. So here's what happened. Uh, Doctor Fraser Crane. Paid role? Was this a paid role or am I, <laughs> is it just scale? Ah, fifty bucks or something. Okay, it's, all right. Uh, you know, it's for my. It's for my reel. Craft services. My demo reel. Yeah, you get food. There's like a bread roll thing or whatever. <laughs> okay, sorry. So I know you're good. So there. So so there's Doctor Fraser Crane. Now it's not Kelsey Grammer. It's the character Fraser Crane, played okay. by Kelsey Grammer. But it's mm-hmm. it's not Kelsey Grammer. It's him playing the character of Fraser Crane. So he's all suited up. He's got the early mullet thing he had in the early mm-hmm. seasons and the late yep. late cheer seasons. That like um, I'm gonna have as much hair as I did when I was young. I'm just gonna shove it all to the back. Exactly. Now yeah. for some reason, he and Sean William Scott, you know him. <laughs> yeah, Stifler's yeah. Well, Stifler. Yeah. I was it Stifler's, Stifler's mom's mom. son. <laughs> <laughs> Stifler's mom's son, but not playing Stifler or any other role. He's just Sean William He's Scott. He's actually Sean William Scott. Okay. He's there with Dude, Dr. Fraser Crane, right? Sean and these two are this is the weird part. I'm sitting oh, in this. A, this I'm, is the weird yeah, part. Yeah, this is the weirdest part. I'm sitting in a stool or on a stool. Sitting in a stool sounds like a poo. I was not sitting in a stool. I'm sitting in stool. Yeah. I'm sitting on a stool, stripped down to nothing but a pair of undie bundies, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and they were... Uh, Sean William Scott was rubbing me down with, with melted butter. <laughs> like, just ho- just like scrubbing me down with butter. Okay. And it was warm butter. Like, ugh, it was really it's tangible. Well, like, ugh, yeah. it was gross. So he's rubbing me down with butter while Dr. Fraser Crane was walking around me and giving instructions to Sean William Scott uh, while he's doing this, but he was walking around with a pair of tweezers and some sort of eye magnifier, kind of like lodge it in your eye, uh, monocle style. Uh, Hmm. But it was more like a jeweler's eye because it had length on it. And he would walk around my body and find little hairs and pull them out, but it only could be an area that had been fully buttered properly. And that's what he was yelling at him for. It's like, this area is not buttered properly. And he'd come around and fix it. And then he'd 
pluck out a hair and say, all right, we've got three. And he'd put it in the thing. And, and he just kept doing this, like rotating around me, looking at all the angles, trying to find all these little hairs to pluck. And you were standing off to the side, staring at me the whole time, just staring yeah, at me. That, that, that tracks. I think that's exactly what I would be doing were I really in that situation. Listen, at any point, did uh, Fraser Crane offer to toss your salad and scramble your eggs? No, but I'm really glad okay. he didn't, given the state okay. I was in. That would have been, okay, I would have taken that the wrong way, had he. Oh, yeah, that would have been, that would have been too far at that point. Yeah, I really don't know the what to make. down with warm butter. Meh. But now, you, you'd think after watching, you know, a bunch of freaking thug idiots attack the the Capitol building and get in there somehow. Boy, that security's yeah. pretty great. You know, for a second here, <laughs> let's just mention this. Sure. Are we that? So are we all that shocked now that Nicolas Cage figured out a way to get the freaking in, uh, Declaration of Independence out of there? <laughs> well, it seems like it's not so right. hard. Like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Gary Oldman getting past security onto Air Force One seems pretty viable. Yeah, no big deal. That North Korean guy slipping into the uh, where uh, the place while uh, Aaron Eckhart's none the wiser doesn't seem that hard anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. Uh, 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 so I thought after watching all of that and just seeing, you know, so many of the images and being just, I was just pretty worked up about it. <clears throat> then we stayed up late watching the proceedings. Mm-hmm. You'd think my dreams would be filled with that stuff. That's what I would have expected. Exactly. Yeah. But it wasn't. Is Dr. Fraser Crane and Sean William Scott, of course, together at last, buttering me up, pulling hairs out while Brian watched. It would have been, I, I, I would have guessed that your dream would have been uh, watching... Uh, the late great John Candy dressed up as a security guard saying, Oh no, folks, you can't come in here. Oh no, all right, well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to turn around and go. Oh no. <laughs> that would have been cool. I would have taken that. <laughs> I like that that version of John Candy, so I would have been yeah. down with it. But it was real dumb. Yeah. And uh it's really, a bizarre I can't even make heads or tails of that dream. All right, let's see here. So what is the underlying Yeah, what do you think that how are you feeling issue? during all this warm butter? Does it feel normal to you or is it like you feel like you're only doing this because Fraser Crane is demanding it. Like uh, what's okay. So am I an active, am, am I a willing participant in the buttering yeah, yeah. and the pulling of hair? Cause um, that's really what, really what it comes down to is in your dream. How do you feel about what's going on? Tells you more about what it, what's happening in your real life. That's making you, making you feel like this, right? Okay, Cause that's if you point. feel trapped right. by Sean Williams, Scott and Fraser Crane, <laughs> And that means you feel trapped in in real life, and you're somehow right. Uh, well, okay, so I can tell you that it didn't feel like this was against my will. It felt like I was a I was a participant in that. I was just sitting there waiting for the process to be done. The feeling of it was, oh, it's like getting a haircut, or I'm getting a, you know, about to get a facial. Uh, sit still. We we'll get a hot towel. You know, like all that. You're just. Okay. I was like at a. Uh, what a do you call that? Like a spa. It was like a spa yeah. time, and it was and it was. Why Why I say that is because it's different than, say, my wife giving me a haircut, which is the most chill experience in the house. Like, no big deal. Kim does it. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. I go take a shower and I'm done. But when I go to a place, or if I ever went to a place, I've never paid for a haircut. But if I had, there's a little bit of, like, not tension, but there's apprehensiveness because these are strangers and they're doing your hair for the first time. And you're still pretty chill and you're there on purpose because you want a haircut. But it's not like these are family. You don't really know these people. So there's that one little wall of, like... <laughs> you know, whatever social distance. No, yeah, that's a bad yeah. word this year, but uh, you know what I mean. Like, there's a yes. there's a separation there, a separation, right? a membrane of familiarity, mentalizing or whatever. Yes, exactly. And so, yeah. So it never, but I didn't. So I did feel that, but not any kind of like okay. under duress or any of that. Here's my theory. Yeah. 
So if uh, if your your uh, dream, you know the the disc jockey that spins your dream every night is yeah. kind of looking through the day's greatest hits and he's flipping through the album saying, oh, "Nope, boy. can't use that. Nope, that one's not going to work. Oh God, no, don't want to have that one in his dream. I don't know. Here's this Doctor Demento record. Let's go ahead and just put this <laughs> crap on. That's basically what your dream was <laughs> last night." Okay, you know what? There was nothing else left to do. <laughs> I feel like you, you're, you're probably correct. Like, there's nothing to suss out here. I think it's just, I talk to you all the time, so you being in a dream isn't that weird. Uh, I'm just glad I wasn't doing the buttering because that would have made this the last episode of TMS. Good point. I, I will say this: this is this is an this is an important thing to mention. Frazier has been on lately because Nick's been watching it. Okay, and he's been here while his apartment's being looked at to sell or to get out of his lease so he can move to minnesota mm. so so he was watching frazier the other day but i didn't sit and like watch an episode or anything i just heard frazier freaking out because no, something happened you, to the okay, station but the sean william scott when was the last time that that uh exactly never I mean, we talked I mean, about people with multiple names multiple first names and sean william scott dude's got three first names yeah he's an outlier for sure uh um, i haven't seen any movies know. or tv or anything with a minute so yeah, hasn't hasn't come up in film sack in a while. No, I don't know. That's no. a that's a really weird one. I mean, I did watch an episode. So this is the thing that reminded me of when I woke up. I watched an episode yeah. of What We Do in the Shadows, and one of Nick Kroll's vampire cronies, or, or I'm sorry, three of them were called Neil, Patrick, and Harris. <laughs> really? And oh, that's great. It's possible I about that. It's possible I somehow because I laughed really hard at that. I saw that yesterday. I laughed really hard at that, and I just thought that's a really funny way to break up Neil Patrick Harris's name and give three vampires each one of his names. And it's a really funny moment, and it stuck with me. So maybe a three-named actor thing stuck with me, and then you get to Sean Williams. I don't know. I don't freaking know. Hmm. Anyway, a mystery continues. Know. Chat room, it's your job now. Uh, our listeners at home, send us an email. Uh, the morning stream at gmail.com. You tell me what's what's wrong with me. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of people rewatching television shows, yeah. I have been, uh, as I mentioned on the show, my comfort food lately has been community, going back to community, which mm. I got to say is not the, I mean, I love the show. I think it's one of the best sitcoms of all time. You already so loved amazing. it. You loved it already. I already loved it. Yeah. But boy, I was reminded about how... Uh, how uncomfortable a lot of the stuff on that show gets, mm. you know. I mean, it's the these these seven people because I'm still in the seasons where there are seven people. <laughs> Is that no? That means no Chevy Chase yet, or, or that means Chevy? No, that means Chevy Chase hasn't left yet. Oh, or, that's right, because he was Chase there the whole time. Died. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. he was he was in there from the get go. Right, but um, they're always on the border of hating each other, with the exception of Troy and Abed. Right, but it really just takes like one thing to kind of make them all flip and go nuts on each other, like um, the monkey Annie's boobs, uh, who steals <laughs> one of Annie's pens in one episode, and uh, and it turns into one. like this uh, twelve angry men. I'm sure there's actually a better comparison of like you know people locked in a room, no one can leave until they figure out, and everybody kind of turns on each other. But um, if you have not uh, if you have not seen Community, and this is out there for everybody, it's on Netflix. Check it out, and absolutely, as you're watching it, look in the background at the weird crap that's going on in the background. There's like a um, uh, 
they, they plan these things out for such a long time. There's like a mention in season one of Beetlejuice. And then in season two, they talk about Jeff's underwear being black and white stripes like Beetlejuice. Mm. And then in a Halloween episode, uh, Annie mentions Beetlejuice again. And just as she does, a guy walks by in the background in a Beetlejuice costume, meaning that's the third reference to Beetlejuice. And that's that's pretty <laughs> that's great when he shows up that's like the seed planted for for multiple seasons that finally pays off and wow. it's amazing what these guys do and the russo brothers too like that's oh yeah i Dan forget Harmon. how much they had to do with that right they were they directing did, yeah. tons of episodes the, and who, the pilot who, and yeah a lot of the early episodes who, who knew they would freaking become what they became but <laughs> it's uh that's a that, is, yeah i need to go back and watch again if it's all on netflix i have no excuse why don't i just do that I should do that. Yeah, it is. It's so good. And um, I think you convinced me. Yeah. I'm going to watch. Yeah. It's good comfort food and it's so damn hilarious. And, uh, you know, maybe stop at season five. Maybe stop at season four. I don't know. Um, when did when did Harmon leave? Was it four or five? Yeah. Uh, Harmon. He left in a huff. Left season five, I think. Oh, yeah. Alicar points out. So there's this episode where they're planning a surprise party for Abed. Yeah. It's all Pulp Fiction. They rented a diner, got a diner, and, and everybody's dressed up as different Pulp Fiction characters. And Jeff has the job of um, getting Abed to the surprise party. And so they're having dinner. Yeah. And and Abed's not taking the bait. Like He's basically wanting to have this meaningful conversation with Jeff. Uh, about this experience he had going to the Cougar Town set, which is, was his favorite show during, before he found Inspector Space Time, and getting to be an extra until he pooped his pants and had to immediately run off. Didn't they end up doing crossovers on Cougar Town as they well? They did a crossover of an episode of uh, Cougar Town where Abed is an, uh, the Danny Pudi is an extra in the background <laughs> who is like looking directly at the camera at times and gesturing the same way as busy Phillips. And then all of a sudden gets up and runs out of the background That's because great. presumably he pooped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like such, such a brilliant show is so, so freaking meta. And, uh, and, then, and also, then the, you know, Cougar the town was also very good by time. the way. Cougar town. Was that? Cougar town was Cougar actually pretty. I've never seen funny. it. It was good. You'd like it. Uh, it's like, um, I, I just know. watched it for that clip of Abed. It's, it's, it's not bad. I, I thought I wouldn't like it. It's like it reminds me of Arrested Development, sort of. It's a, just yeah. that kind of comedy. Anyway. Okay. I'll yeah. check it out. Sorry, you were about and to then, say the it, best episode. I was going to say, and then the best episode of all time is the um, Chaos Theory episode where uh, it all centers around a, a roll of a die to see who's going to go meet the pizza guy. And they keep experiencing the same the same thing six different ways depending on which one of them leaves the room and yeah. how different things happen yeah i love that that, God, that is some that's some rick and morty stuff he was working it on is there. it absolutely is man you know that that's exactly like the uh the the gestation of rick yep. and morty yep dan Harmon at his, at his most yeah. primordial all right well i'm gonna watch it again because you have convinced me to watch it again. watch it again yeah. Well and done. You know what I'll do? I'll I'll finish up uh as soon as I'm done with this, I'll finish up West Wing. And by finish it up, I mean watch more than just the first episode. <laughs> you have so much ahead of you. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I love that show so much. You're gonna love it. Um all right. We're gonna do a fun thing today. Uh, yeah. by popular demand, also because I like it. We're gonna add someone to the call right now. And I thought I had it all set up and I don't. So 
Let's see if we can figure that out. Here we go. Uh, we're going to talk about a, a really weird thing that popped this week that has nothing to do with politics, and it starts after this. I think science is cool. Welcome to the program, Bobby Franks. Bobby, welcome to the hey. show. How are Hi. you? Hi. 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 Hey, what's going on, <laughs> Mr. Science Man? Uh, 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 nothing really happening in the world, so you're probably just sitting around thinking about science all day yesterday. It's fine, right? No problem. Yeah, it was really easy to find science headlines because those were the only headlines <laughs> That's yesterday. all you could find. Yeah, that was it. Like it basically is just talking about, oh, who's a, who's a pick for uh, the Emmys in 2021 and uh, science. Science. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what are the science of picking people for Emmys? That's all I could find. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here because turns out there was. And it's a weird story. And I actually heard this or saw this somewhere and said, you know what? I think I'm going to put this in the TMS lineup. And then you talked to me and I went, no, this is perfect for having yeah, you yeah. on and talking about it. So tell me about these satellites that are made of a material that you might not expect to be made into satellites. <laughs> yeah, so let me ask you a question. Before we, before we spoil the punchline, I guess, because yeah. I do think this is kind of a joke, um, <laughs> and I'll get to that in a second. Um, but uh, what do you think satellites, like what do you think needs to be considered when you're making, deciding a material to make a satellite out of? Well, something that well, would do well. Biodegradable. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Brian's on to something. Hold on a minute. Uh, I, I, my first thought is something that that is durable, can handle a little space debris, that will be sturdy and stay in orbit. Uh, as be, light as possible, so it takes light, very little fuel to get up light. there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, one that isn't going to just you know, fall apart and crash to earth a week after you right. put it up. Or that if it does, it does it in a way where it, you know, uh, burns before it hits the ground kind of thing. Right. Like, I mean, I, I, it's just funny because I've never really thought about it before. I just assume satellites are like, oh, well, they look like this. They have a few little dishes on them or well, like those fortunately, panels. fortunately, there are engineers and scientists who spend a lot of time thinking about it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad they're good. in their lives, um, those guys. They're yeah, so another thing, you want them to be able to withstand extreme temperature differences because in space... Uh, things like one side of a satellite will be warm from the sun and the other side will be really, really cold. So oh, expansion, contraction, that sort yeah, of thing too. Things okay. like that. So mm -hmm. there happens to be a material that is strong, light, and can, ex can withstand the temperature differences that a satellite has to go through. And that is wood. Oh my gosh. What? Wood. What? <laughs> right. Oh, wood. Man. So what do you think about making a satellite out of wood? Well, there's an episode of Futurama where uh, Bender gets basically transplanted into a wooden version of himself. And he lives right. with a bunch of robots that have like fr uh, given up their their technology <laughs> to live free and wild in the in nature or whatever. That's right. And I yeah. remember there were problems with that. Uh, there were some, some water issues. But I guess in space, there's not really a water problem unless you take it up there. Uh, I'm trying to think why this wouldn't work. Actually, well, so let's let's talk about so so this is a area of research that's being done by over in Japan by some researchers at Kyoto University, and they're working together with a forestry company, Simu or Sumitomo Forestry. All right, um, they're trying to see if they can build a wooden satellite by 2023, so just a couple years away. Hmm. Okay. Wow. And um, they're exploring like different types of wood. You know, it still needs to be light. There are some yeah. very heavy woods, and um, they're very. But, it uh, seems like there are more heavy woods than there are light woods. I mean, balsa. Um, balsa. Yeah. 
foot paneling count? I mean, that stuff is actually still pretty heavy. Yeah, don't we have a bunch of that we can strip off of some old houses and like build stuff <laughs> right, out of it? Exactly. Just pull it I've out of a bunch some of shag carpet and plywood that's been sitting in my garage for like three years. <laughs> they could have it. So, so let me yeah. ask you this: like, obviously, we're not talking about the electronic bits because that stuff's you know you can't make you right. can't make silicone mm-hmm. or you know you can't duplicate what a side, satellite is actually functioning as with the wood, but you can house it there. And that's right. the idea. Circuit, circuit boards, the materials that are used for circuit boards are chosen for very specific reasons for their material properties. So right. um, you can't really replace that. But yeah, so they're talking about mostly making, like you said, the housing out of wood. And the headlines surrounding this are all about space junk. Mm. And and that's what the researchers are looking into is how can we maybe make a satellite out of wood to reduce the amount of space junk that is out there existing. Yeah, there's a ton of it. And and not just, you know, I'm not just saying that because I've seen gravity and I know how much of that stuff is like on <laughs> yeah, a, no kidding. On a scientific quick orbit uh, ripping through. Oh, sir. <laughs> you don't want Sandra Bullock. There's an MTV thing satellite that, that nobody's using up there right now, isn't there? Uh, right. Probably. Was that a movie I saw? There, I there are remember. probably multiple satellites that are just sort of there dead and floating, right? A bunch of Krypton criminals in a bedroom mirror floating around. I could... <laughs> Yeah, that's what's up there. But like, uh, the right. more we put up there, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm thinking of the movie uh, Wally when the ship leaves orbit and it just pushes through like a thousand satellites. <laughs> that's right. To get yeah. out of there, and well, it, you know, I don't know if it's that, that bad, but yeah, we see that in movies and whatnot, and and we think that when people talk about space junk and how much how many satellites are out there, we think that it must just be this like like wasteland graveyard of metal surrounding the earth you know and and it's not exactly that way there's around 6000 satellites that are in orbit right now yeah um so that is a lot and 60% of them aren't working anymore <laughs> um so it's there's quite a several thousand satellites that are just literally our space junk they're just floating around out there 60% don't do anything now right because That's crazy. back in the day when we were sending out tons of satellites to do things like GPS and and all the things that satellites do. Um, we weren't thinking about how do we get them out of space. They just wanted them up there. So there were no deorbiting plans that were ever put into place for for how to do. It. They were just like, we'll put them up there, and if and if if they fall down, they fall down. If they don't, they don't. Wow. Why don't we send up a dude with a killer set of tools and have him just like fly up there and make a new satellite out of all the old satellite yeah, pieces? I like it. That's a really good idea. Brian, always thinking like a recycler. Well done. I like, like that. you know, add on to the uh, the space station, the International Space Station, with uh, pieces of the you know the yeah, and make the, the Russian guy do city it. satellite. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing. I don't, think, a, I don't think Circuit City had a satellite. Uh, they still. probably didn't, but that's a good point. There are probably some out there that are like defunct companies now, right? Defunct like uh, telecommunications sure. companies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Especially early, like, I don't know, early 90s stuff and everybody was scrambling to have a piece of that. And mm-hmm. Yeah, a yeah, Radio Shack satellite is up there somewhere. Oh my gosh, dude. That's great. <laughs> Does it have a, it's realistic brand. It has uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> So, all right, this is very fascinating to me uh, because you just it's the kind of stuff you just don't think of. Like, wood? Really? Wow. Okay. And then it starts to make uh, sense. Here's my question. Do they bother worrying about, like, a nice finish, you know? 
like making it nice. And... <laughs> do they stain it? And, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, well, if Elon Musk gives mahogany. Charge, I bet you they do. Yeah. If Elon does it, they do. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind. Well, I mean, nice, you, know, you know, it's got to look like a. It's got to look like a Tesla Roadster. It's got to have a, a star man inside of it. <laughs> we already have one of those. That's what. See, we should have sent a guy up in the Tesla Roadster to drive around and pick up all the pieces of satellite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, by the way, exactly. where is that now? Do we know where that is, that car? I think it's on its way to Mars. It's approaching Mars. It's. I think it's pretty close, actually. I freaking love Oh, really? That. So it's. it wasn't... Yeah. Uh, I thought it was just put into orbit. So it's actually... I just... could have my facts wrong about that, <laughs> I will say. But I want it to be in sure orbit. I, recently. I want it to yeah. be floating around and just like above the Pacific right now somewhere, just a car. That's <laughs> just what I want. Just playing music, just like... Oh, yeah, I love that idea. Sunglasses on and like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And, oh my gosh, I love that. Um, all right. Um, so you said, Scott, like it makes sense. But my question is, does it really <laughs> make sense? <laughs> I mean, it does. Look, it does from a... Um, you still have the part. You still have the problem. You've got other materials in that thing that aren't going to be so biodegradable. But also, what does wood do in space? Does it even... Like, uh, let's say so, something... Let's say one of these gets old. It's 10 years later. It falls out of orbit, or, or sorry, it just it breaks or whatever. What does that actually mean? Nothing changes. It's the same as any other satellite. It's just floating up there like junk. It's just wooden junk, right? So mm. if the if the point is to reduce space junk, there are, there are kind of two angles to this space junk problem. Yeah. Um, there may be more, but two main angles. So there's the first angle that the researchers have been talking about, which is which is a deorbiting problem. So when a satellite does deorbit. It burns up in the atmosphere mostly, and it's they're usually all made out of aluminum. Mm. So that aluminum burns up, and there's aluminum particles that are spread throughout the atmosphere. And these researchers are worried about what that might do to our environment. Oh, I but see. Right. which on the surface sounds like okay, that's a good idea, but it's not really a problem. Um, mm. Aluminum in the upper atmosphere that we're talking about wouldn't probably and the amounts that we're talking about probably wouldn't really be much of a problem. But let's assume that it was. Let's assume that we'll find out eventually as science progresses that aluminum is a problem in the upper atmosphere. Well, again, they're only making the casing out of it, which satellites can be pretty small. Oh, no. Oh, oh. he just went, went behind the moon. Did we lose you? Uh, Bobby did. Bobby, you there? <laughs> It's the government trying to shut them up. That's right. They don't want to know about these new wooden things. While we're waiting for him to come back, uh, TVZ Gone posted a link to a website called whereisroadster.com, which tells you where the where Elon Musk's <laughs> really? Tesla Roadster is. Where I don't know. Is this really accurate? Like, is he? Is Roadster. Can you hear me? Yes, you're yes, back. Yes, we can hear you now. Hello. Yep. I'm back. back. You're back. Yes. Welcome back. Uh, you got as far as saying... I, I forgot. No, you said. Uh, so uh, I, I was I was talking about oh the aluminum of, and it is how it's probably yeah. not going to hurt us and but but even let's say it did and then you got cut off. Yeah. So let's say that the aluminum is a problem in the atmosphere. Only the outside casing is what they're talking about making wood. Mm -hmm. There's also all the other things that go into a satellite and getting the satellite up there. So the major source of space junk is from like the booster rockets that have to get it into space. Wow, you're still you can't make those out of wood. No, I mean, <laughs> um, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> these these Japanese researchers are going to be on it, though. Yeah, they're going to figure um, it out because then you can burn the wood while you burn the fuel, which will somehow get the wooden thing out there and not burn the wooden thing. 
it'll all work out in the end. I have faith in my Japanese friends. They make robots that mm -hmm. seem like they could kill us. So, <laughs> so why I've not? seen them. Yeah, I've seen those yep. things dancing. It's bad. Uh, the other side yeah. of the space junk problem, though, is the stuff that is not deorbiting. So mm. there's a ton of stuff just floating up there like we talked about. Mm. And making it out of wood is not going to solve that problem. It's still going to be out there. It's still going to run into things. Yeah. And it's possibly... just going to be a new a new flavor of space junk. Yeah. Right. It's it, just it just might space wood. You know, be susceptible to uh, rings from your cups sitting on top of it. That's right. Or <laughs> wood in space. But, uh, Use wood. a coaster on my satellite. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's so, uh, this is really interesting stuff. And by the way, that site that we did find the the Roadster thing. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Where is Roadster.com? For example, the car is a uh, 98 million. Yeah, 98 yes. million 401,712 miles away. Uh, currently, it so is definitely on the way to Mars. Uh, it exceeded its thirty-six thousand mile warranty a long time ago. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's it's out there, and keep your eyes on the prize, everybody. Uh, Bobby, tell people about all about science or all around science, rather, and where they can get it. So, I've got a science podcast where we talk about all sorts of science stuff called All Around Science. You can find that it's a podcast. You know how to find podcasts, yes. presumably, or listening mm -hmm. to this. Hope so. Um, I hope so. <laughs> And uh, or go to allaroundscience.com. Um, on Monday, Monday's episode, we're going to be talking about COVID again because everybody loves talking about COVID. Yeah, um, it's great. We're going to be talking about the uh, the new UK variant of the virus. You guys heard about that? Uh, yes, yes, there's something oh, yeah, like because uh, it appeared here in Colorado. Yep, it's it's making its way downtown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's here, right? Fifty-seven uh -huh. cases or something is up today, or something like that, yeah, where they can confirm yeah. it anyway. So right. that's fun. So we're going to be talking about that, what it is, how it's different. It's uh, it's what if it's something to worry about, whether the vaccine is going to pose a problem for the vaccines that are out there, stuff like that. So yeah. listen, all around science is the podcast. Nice, uh, Bobby. Always a pleasure. Uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, I think we're going to start doing this on Thursdays, guys. We're just going to start doing it. Yippee! Yeah. Start Heck having yeah. them on, talking stuff. We might we might swap you out for uh, the Australian lady once a month, but other than that... <laughs> well, I'll, 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 Lucy I'll from Oklahoma. Yeah, Lucy from Oklahoma yeah. will come once a month, and then those other times are yours. Uh, but yeah, let's plan on it, because it's fun, and I like science. Uh, Bobby Frankenberger, everybody. We'll see you soon. All right, see you guys. Bye now. See you, Bobby. Does he like the whole burger in there? Or should I just say Bobby Franks? Like he goes, Bobby by. Franks. You know, I think Bobby Franks. Okay. I think that's becoming his uh, his nickname. You know, yeah, his moniker, as they say. Right, stage name. Let's yeah. uh, not not yeah, stage stage name. name. I like that. Okay, now this. I don't watch the news. Time for the news. <clears throat> brought to you by. Brought to you by Space Junk. <laughs> and it. Coverville. Oh, it's Coverville, Coverville. today? Oh, yeah, remember. Coverville today. Right. Yeah. That's thanks for the <laughs> I usually, reminder. I usually put it in there and I didn't You do. They, I wish you would have reminded me about the show I do every Thursday. <laughs> Scott, what's the matter with you? Uh, yes, today, Coverville, uh, give, paying tribute to Jerry Marsden, who is the uh, lead singer, was the lead singer of Jerry and the Pacemakers. Uh, passed away about a week ago, but um, left us with some amazing music. Things like Ferry Across the Mersey, his um, classic version of You'll Never Walk Alone, from uh, originally from Porgy and Bess. Uh, Summertime, he did a great version of that, Gershwin's Summertime. So we'll be celebrating the music and the life of Jerry 
Marsden of Jerry and the Pacemakers. Plus, we'll begin the episode with a tradition that if you're a Coverville fan, you're anxiously awaiting. Oh. But I won't say more than that. That's all I'm going to say. Dropping those fat hints. That's right. You'll just have to listen to see what I do. Well, all right then. Twitch.tv slash Coverville at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, the only time zone that matters. There you go. That's perfect. And when he's done, it's almost time. Well, no, that's five. Never mind. But, you know, later in the day, you can watch core. Just stay yeah, on the internet. Still still do that. Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, that song, the uh, Cross the Mersey thing, Fairy, whatever Fairy it is. Cross the, the Mersey. Mer- I used to hate yeah. that when I was a kid. And I think it's the same thing where I get bugged by words today. Like, oh, really? Laboratory or gymnasium or things like wait, that. Wait, wait, what word is bothering you? It's something about Mersey. It's the name of a river. river. I know it's a river. It's a real thing. But I, it's like the Thames. I don't want anyone talking about the Thames anymore. Stop it with the Thames talk. Okay, great. You British people, you got your Thames or your Thames River. That's great. But it sounds. I just hate hearing it. I don't know why. This is a me problem. It's me. There's something wrong with me. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Porgy and Bess. Summertime is from Porgy and Bess. Yeah. Not. Not. Um, you'll never walk alone. That is from Carousel, and that was Bert Camfort, uh, if I remember correctly. Camfort. I think I had those reversed, he but I'm getting corrected by all the old people in uh, in our chat room. Yeah, there's some older folks who know what they're talking about in there. That's right. And, uh, they're going to tell us. All right. By the way, just as I was as I was uh, doing that intro, Best Buy got a. Uh, a quantity of PlayStation 5 consoles for sale. I get the alert letting me know about it and immediately sold out. <laughs> wow, that was fast. Yeah. Sold in and sold out. So if I seemed like I was scrambling for what to say about Coverville, it's because I was trying to buy a PlayStation at the same time. Been trying to get a an Xbox for a friend or at least let him know when one pops. Same problem. Yeah. They, as soon as they oh, show yeah. up, they're just freaking gone. This is just the way of there's consoles. A, there's a Zoolert. Uh, what you have to do is set up a Zoolert tracker for that as well. Zoolert. Is that the... Zoolert.com. Z-O-O-L-E-R-T.com. Like and anything. This, this can be used for lots of stuff, not just these? It can be used for lots of things, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Look at this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... <laughs> man, they've even got like uh, hand sanitizer, disinfectant wipes, like all kinds of COVID product uh, that are hard to get. Oh really? Like yeah. when is when is uh, when are Clorox wipes going to be available in my local Walmart? No kidding. Let's see. These are Clorox. Sold out. Sold out. Sold out. They're in stock at Amazon, but very few left. Yeah. Man, they're sold out everywhere. Holy crap, Clorox! You're making bank this year, jerks. You better kill ninety nine point nine percent of those germs. All right. Exactly. Exactly. Here's the first right. story. Uh, yes. Angry chickens. Uh, so Garrett oh, and uh, Jocelyn. Like this game, yeah. yeah. Angry Chicken. Mm-hmm. And you got Garrett and Jocelyn causing real trouble. That's what I call Hearthstone. It's just the Angry Chicken game. That's right. Uh, they have been wreaking havoc at McDonald's in a parking lot in the drive-thru in New Jersey. Actual chickens, not the nuggets obtained from chickens. <laughs> yes, the chickens themselves, minus their nuggets. Minus the, yes, exactly. So, That's why so they're angry. pissed. Yeah. They're mad. They're like... They've, they've uh, lost their nuggets and... Uh, we're not going to take it anymore. My nuggets. Where? What? What of my nuggets is their complaint? Bok, bok. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a false flag. <laughs> Maybe it's the chemtrails that are turning our chickens gay. Yep, those are the ones. 
Uh, police were called into action when a flock of chickens started wreaking havoc at, mis- at this McDonald's in New Jersey, in the Garden State. Washington Township police received a 911 call uh, on noon at noon on Tuesday for a flock of chickens attacking drive-through customers in this parking lot uh, somewhere near Route 30, 30, Route 31 South. So you you people there in that part of the world know where that is. Uh, you people, you people. Uh, Warren County Animal <laughs> Control Robert or uh, Officer Robbie. Laganera responded to the 911 call. He was able to tackle one chicken and chase a second chicken and then mm-hmm. capture it with a net. Which is a really bad net? movie with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> the net. Have you seen the net? You've seen the net. Yeah, of course I've seen the net. So you I saw with you net? for film yeah. sack. You I was making together. a joke about a woman named Annette who was oh. assisting the animal control officer Robbie Langanera. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Uh, officials say the chickens are safe and will remain in Warren County Animal Control for seven days and then be put up for adoption if the owners have not come forward. <laughs> I'm thinking Ronald McDonald is saying, uh, <laughs> I'll take him. <laughs> seven, seven days we get him back, right? If nobody comes to claim him, we get him. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. Then we know we need they need them. They got three new chicken sandwiches this year. They're trying to compete with the, the Popeyes and the... Um, uh, the oh, Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches that have been so KFC, big. Yeah. So, they got, so they have their own spicy chicken going? Well, they did already, but it, it was kind of garbage. I think these new yeah. ones are like big, thick, you know, potato roll style bread, like monstery looking. They're just trying to compete with Popeyes. Popeyes? Popeyes. Popeyes? Like Popeye? Like Popeye. Not like Popeye? Not like, like Popeye. Like Popeyes. Popeye? <laughs> I don't think Danny Glover says that word as much as I make him say that word in my impersonation. No, we, what we've done is for a generation of people who haven't seen Lethal Weapon in a while, we have mandela the hell out of that quote. They're going to watch that and go, he just says like, Popeye, Popeye, not like Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> he says like two times and I think I put in there like six. I prefer your your way is better. Yeah, me too. Um, no word on whether the chickens were angry about McDonald's plan to roll out new chicken sandwiches, by the way, which this article says. Uh, hey, Brian, <clears throat> when's the last time you checked for mushrooms in your ear? Uh, I've got a portobello growing in my left right now. Ooh, as a matter of fact. I got a so. shiitake in my left. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got shiitake in your ears? <laughs> Are you just happy to see me? All right. You're uh, so full of shiitake. A Vietnamese doctor was surprised recently to discover dozens of small mushrooms growing in a man's ears. Ugh. Why are there quotes around the word mushrooms? I don't like that. Yeah, what? They're, like, they're, they're, not, they're not even really mushrooms? What do you think that means? I don't know. Quote, unquote, Or are they just, mushrooms. just thinking they just use it for emphasis. Like, people use the, you know, quotes around things like, close the door. Mm. <laughs> Or legitimate don't, don't election. Yeah. Use a coaster on my satellite. <laughs> right. Uh, well, here's the deal. This guy had mushrooms in his ears, I guess, or whatever a quote unquote mushroom is. The patient came to Dr. Kwong in the Hanoi something in December, complaining of painful and itchy ears. On examination with an endoscope, mm-hmm. Kwong found two centimeter long fungi growing from just above his eardrums. Quickly removed okay. them, told the patient it would take a few days for his ears to recover. The fun guy was <laughs> the fun guy was causing inflammation. <laughs> hey, he's a real fun guy. Yeah, he's a real fun guy. He's got fun guy in his ears. Um, let's see. Uh, the fun guy was causing inflammation and his uncomfortable symptoms. Uh, the patient had likely transferred the fungus into his ears after sharing ear hygiene equipment from others. 
according to the doctor. Ear hygiene equipment. Really? What's like that? Q tip? <laughs> yeah, what would that what would yeah, that mean? Yeah, ear hygiene equipment. Why aren't there quotes around ear hygiene equipment? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Since they're so free and loose with the quotation marks. There is a video here. Oh I can't do it. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> this isn't gonna go well. All right, well yeah. let me let me actually see. Oh, or was it yeah. <laughs> I mean apparently this is video. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Oh, it is. For those of you eating, by the way, <laughs> you may want to look away. Oh wow! Yeah, he's got little bitty mushrooms growing in there, dude. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Now I have to look. Damn it! Oh, Damn that's it, Scott! Horrendous. I feel like he ought to get that taken care of. I guess he did, but yeah. Holy Moses! Why are there little kids in the uh, in the room? Oh, look at that! Yeah. It's like uh, look at them. They look little it's mushroom like Mario's heads. third level in there, <laughs> right? That, uh, well, this is the worst No Man's Sky <laughs> level I've ever seen. No, this would be. That's right. It would be yes. That helped. That helped with having to look at that to do that sound. It actually did. Yes. Oh, that is really foul. All right. Well, yeah. Don't do things that give give you mushroom ear. The worst thing I've seen lately is there's this video. I don't know where it came from, but it's in some far, probably some (laughs) far away place in the world. I don't know where, where they lift up this guy's gum or his upper lip, just pull it way Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. and jammed way up where you're, you know, that kind of area where your inside of your lips meet your gum tissue and all that. Just like 20 or 30 worms just wiggling in there. Oh, geez. I know. Uh, I know. I call that Zesta uh, saltine storage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that area. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. It's so gross. It's just foul. And he didn't look none the wiser. Like they pull it. He's just sitting there going, oh, yes, looking around the room. And they go, oh, and they see all these worms and they back up. And he's just sort of like, whatever, man. Freaking, I'm normal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nope. Not happening. Anyway, uh, it's really fantastic. <laughs> um, all right. One final show note here, or one uh, final story. Story. Check this out. The Danes are, or the Denmarks, what are they called? They're not Danes, are they? Danes, if they're from Denmark. Yeah, Danes, right? Danes. Yeah, they're Danes. They're Danish. They're Great Danes. I'm sorry, they're Great Danes. They're they're horse-sized dogs. Um, (laughs) So, this is an interesting story, and uh, also every time I hear something about the Danes, it's it's weird. Children's TV show about a man with a giant penis airs in Denmark. Ah. Yay. Line up. (laughs) Uh, hey kids, it's the Dirk Diggler show. <laughs> Yay! With Dirk Special Diggler. Special guest stars Milton Burl and uh that guy who's in trouble that, right now who was in porn I can't remember his name. Guy. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember his name. I can't think of his name either. Who is the Hedgehog? The, is the one that, uh, the Hedgehog. Yeah, the uh, I don't know his name. Yeah. Chat room wants to I've been, uh, do we do we uh, judge? There we go. Benjamin 006, the first person to jump in with Ron Jeremy. We won't judge you for how quickly you got that. Benjamin. Yeah, that was a little fast, buddy. That was like right on the lag of Twitch, and then you knew it. So, <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, children's show about this dude is is real. Uh, Don, or sorry, John Dillermand has an extraordinary penis. So extraordinary, wow. in fact, that it can perform rescue operations. Etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. Oh, 
Uh, this is a Danish uh, thing. Has a new? They have a new animated series aimed at four to eight year olds about John Dillerman, the man with the world's longest penis, who overcomes hardships and challenges with his record breaking genitalia. Wow. Okay. Uh, unsurprisingly, the series has provoked a debate about what good children's television should or should not contain in Denmark. I mean, I'm trying yeah. to keep note in mind here because over here this just wouldn't of fly. Course. But yeah, Denmark maybe they got I don't know whatever. They're less worried about the unit. Uh, since uh, premiering on Saturday, opponents have uh, condemned the idea of a man who cannot control his penis. <laughs> uh, and this really uh, says, and this really the message we want to send oh, so to children. David Duchovny. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David Duchovny, good, good call. This club is getting bigger and bigger. Uh, it says, uh, do we really want this? Uh, is this really the message we want to send to our children? Uh, while we're in the middle of a huge Me Too wave, wrote the Danish author Anne Lisa Manstrand Jorgensen. Menstrand Jorgensen. <laughs> the uh, show comes just months after the TV presenter Sophie Lindell uh, kickstarted Denmark's Me Too movement. Uh, Christian goes, let's see, blah, 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 okay, standards, blah, blah, trying to get back to the show here. Um, she believes, oh, uh, Erica Heinsen Holsted, a clinical psychologist who works <laughs> with families. like a and- story that was purely written to get you to say 11 different <laughs> Danish names. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what words can we put in the title to make sure it comes up in Scott's Google Alerts? I know, penis. There you go. <laughs> Got it. She says, this psychologist says, uh, she works with families and children, she says that she believes the show's opponents may be overthinking things. This is a quote from her. John Dillerman's talks to children and shares their way of thinking, and kids do find genitals funny, she says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, a, they're a hoot. Uh, the show oh, depicts. We don't ma- have to ask the question. Don Dillerman, what's his power? Dillerman. <laughs> oh, I want to see a picture of this guy. Is that, is that in oh, here? Is there, well, Kevin Kipper just put one in the. Uh, oh, he did, did he? In chat and. Um, oh uh, my article. gosh! Really? Is this really it? That's really it. All right, I can show this. Hold on. Yeah. Here you go, chat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a little claymationy show or something. It's a little claymationy show. Yeah, it's the fella tubbies. Fallatubbies. Wow. <laughs> nice. So Dillatubbies. Dillatubbies. Well done. So he's, he's <laughs> clearly, clearly he's got uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic's unstable particle, uh, unstable, unstable molecules uh, costume. <laughs> they, is there going to be, you know how He-Man came, right? There was He-Man. And then yeah. later we got She-Ra. Like He-Man? Like, like, like He-Man. Not like, like He-Man? He-Man? Like He-Man, right? So then we got She-Ra. Will, this, will we get a vagina lady after this who can like pick up footballs and stuff with her vagina or whatever? <laughs> She'll be able to throw footballs with yeah. Scott. Yeah, yeah, because kids think genitals are funny. All right, well. Uh, you're Willy a, Tubbies. That's even better. Okay, that's that's the one. What was it? Willy Tubbies. Willy, Willy Tubbies. Very nice. The kids, you know. Very nice. Honestly, I don't know what's weirder, this or Teletubbies. I've seen Teletubbies. It's freaking weird. It is freaking weird. Yeah. That was the age Tristan was the age where uh where he would watch it and uh and I was just I was transfixed by the damn thing. I couldn't couldn't look away. Same. You have to watch it. It's a train wreck. Yeah. Uh we're going to take a break when we come back my sister will be here. We're going to talk about whatever the alternate term is for new year's resolutions. I don't know why I'm avoiding it, but I am. Yeah. Cuz uh, cuz there is a we'll talk about that, but there is a negative connotation of new year's resolutions. It's I like, agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, during this break, though, Brian's going to play a song, and I'm going to go practice uh, putting lighter fluid on my grill with my long penis. 
Uh, Brian, explain the song while I go do that, please. And listen, if you can light a match with it, now I'll be impressed. <laughs> uh, let's go to Austin, Texas for a five-piece indie group um, that's got a brand new album coming out called Somewhere. It comes out February 5th. The band is called Sun June, and uh, this is nice. This is just a, a, a nice... I think it's what we all need today. A nice song. This mm. is really good. Right. The song is called, uh, the brand new single is called Everything I Had. The upcoming album is called Somewhere. Here is Sun June.
you guys here to talk to you about our friends at Blue Chew. That's right. The sponsored episode is from Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. That's something we could all use a little more of right now, right? You know what I mean. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, guys. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy. And they prepare and ship them right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness. And you don't need to leave the house. If you could benefit from where, I don't know, the confidence matters. Blue Chew is the fastest way to enhance your performance. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, blue like the color blue, Chew.com slash TMS. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Hey, kid, if you're pulling my leg, I'm going to eat yours. How about we check back later, maybe drag you out for after parties? The Morning Stream, the fresh snacks with a snack in the middle. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for returning to the program. We're back, mm. Brian and I. Thank you for returning our call. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> we are going to now add my sister to the call. Okay. Uh, a lot of people have said, hey, didn't, didn't Wendy have COVID? No, it's my other sister. Mm-hmm. Wendy did not Plus, get it. Plus, you can't it. catch it over the phone anyway. No. Plus, Wendy's very careful about things like that. And mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me if it would, it would shock me if, if that was the news. Uh, but nonetheless, and notwithstanding, let's play this. Welcome to the program after a long break because of the holidays and Thursdays being in weird places in 2020. Uh, welcome, yeah. welcome, Wendy, back. Hi, Wendy. Hey, hi, guys. Hello. Hey, Hello. it's my sister, Wendy, a real therapist and psychologist. She's here of her own free will, comes here on Thursdays and uh, gives us cool advice on stuff, sometimes answers your questions. Today, we're kind of in advice mode, but... Uh, not, what not, if you made me do this? Like, <laughs> as you said, free will. I was like, what if this was like... What if I made you? Yeah, I'm I, like, help, Brian, help Brian, me. get me out of this. It's like I'm holding a per, uh, <laughs> sure. some sort of mythical uh, uh, cold soldering iron to your forehead, making you do this yeah. every week. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Anyway, but hey, I am uh, here. I'm so we're, she is here, and uh, here's the thing. We're, uh, we're not going to talk about yesterday. Yesterday was weird, and we're not done with it. It's a mess. and cool. It was poo. weird. It was poo. weird. Yeah. Yesterday was the yeah. day where, yeah, weird's the worst is the most smallest term I could use. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it, uh, it did make me wonder if I could cancel my service after a seven day trial of 2021. <laughs> Cause you know, it's day seven. <laughs> nicely, I can, nicely done. Yeah. yeah I don't want to pay done. for that first month. Anyway, um, we're going to do that instead. We're going to try to be forward thinking about the year and uh, talk about, I don't know, I guess these are resolutions, but Less resolution-y and more like, you know, what is what is the thing that we really want to try to accomplish this year? And you asked me pre-show, hey, you guys come up with a couple of things you want to sort of like, you know, do. 
And I assume it can be anything, but um, let's jump right into kind of what you meant and see if we were right with what we picked. Yeah. Well, I'm going to de- deconstruct the crap out of them. So that's oh, the good. plan. Oh, just fun. To warn you. Fun. Uh, no, uh, really, like, okay. So, first of all, there's something about January, right? Like, mm-hmm. something happens where you, <laughs> and as much as everyone's like, don't expect 2021 to be better, for mm-hmm. yeah. everyone has to admit, tiny part of them was like, possible. Something might go better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you do. I think yeah. even twenty set the bar pretty damn low. Yeah, yeah pretty but low. But even in and a time like, like now, like the normal years, you you feel this way. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you always do. Energy. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So I've been thinking about why, like, what actually happens, and like, you know, if there's a history buff out there, what what did this look like historically? Where you're like the darkest night of the year, and it's starting to get lighter. Like th- there's something biologically related here right um and probably historically shown in the record of various cultures and people or whatever but sort of obviously new year and yeah let's celebrate it lots of cultures do that but there's there is just maybe some renewed energy so what do we do with it i i think the modern version is you just ate yourself sick for the last month yeah (laughs) and then there's this moment where you're like um, I'm either going to die or I need to stop. <laughs> so there's another biological imperative or something. So then, you know, you get this big boost. You start to think big. What are we going to do? Um, we burn through that energy pretty quick. And then we're back to uh, living our baseline lives. Um, so that's, you know, pretty typical. But I feel like this year is, is interesting because our energy is already lower and weirder and, feel like if you make any plans they're just going to get canceled on you like we all have some trauma yeah. i think from you know and this isn't even to speak to people who have, are grieving and like lost many many things right so this is just your average joe who's done fine in the last year in theory mm-hmm. but it maybe is emotionally not doing so great so sure. i think everyone's at different places so let's just say that um so let's just take your thing scott you're thinking about and brian what are you guys what are you thinking this year you'd like to do you'd like to okay mine's a, mine's quick and easy do. mine's quick and easy not do or, is a good one not do is a good one um okay for me it is uh you tell me if this is too broad cuz maybe it is um, cuz i have some specifics too but um i want to i want 2021 to be the year i i massively simplify mm-hmm. what I, who i am and what i do and what my day is and so by that i mean uh, there's stuff in the studio I'm ne- I don't even touch. I got to get rid of it. Uh, I want there are boxes of of duplicate cables I'm never going to need. Mm-hmm. I've got stuff, uh, you know, that I would call, you know, junk that I've held on to for no good reason other than well, I might need it one day. Uh, I don't want to do that anymore. And I don't know if that's like there's a little bit of dad in me. Dad was a little bit of a pack rat and never got rid of anything. It seemed like and so. I I tend to see something like, let's just say something as simple and dumb as a parallel cable for an old parallel printer or scanner. And I'll see it and go, oh, man, remember those? That was like 20 years ago. Never going to need that again. But maybe I will. And boy, that day I'll sure be pissed if I didn't, if I don't have that. If I come across, if I need it all of a sudden and I don't have it. Right. But then I go on never needing it. And Uh I need to just, I want to simplify. And those sound like really like, I'm not talking about just like material things too. I just mean like I want to read more. I want to give myself more space, buffer my time a little bit, be less 
um, on all the time and, and, and find more quiet time, like just a general overall simplification is what came to my mind when you told me that last night. So that's where I am, oh. Brian. You so that's where you are, and I have like a thousand thoughts. So Brian, let's let's see All if right. yours is similar. You, um, you want to add more to your mine you know? is similar. <laughs> um, it's uh, minimizing distractions. So like basically having uh, little tiny DeLoreans on my desk. I want to kind of reduce the number of, of all this stuff around me so that when I'm working, I'm working and I'm working on one thing specifically move on from the, from the next thing, uh, that sort of thing. And, and um, it kind of goes along with the simplification Scott's talking about, because it's not just doodads and toys and trinkets. It's, well, I've got a, a micro USB cable sitting here. I don't need 11 micro USB cables uh, sitting on my desk or, or uh, uh, this battery charger thing or uh, uh, like portable battery phone recharger thing. Mm. I mean, I can, I can figure out which ones of those I need, get rid of the rest. Uh, I'm never going to need a situation where I need to take five battery phone rechargers out with me. <laughs> one, Are you sure? One should be enough. Yeah. One Are you sure? Enough. See, this is the thing. Okay. You, it sounds a lot like mine. Like, and I've talked to others who have expressed similar, a similar mm-hmm. feeling of like, just shake off some of these shackles of like distraction mm-hmm. and, or, too much stuff or too many subscriptions or whatever, like just get to a place where you're just less, I don't know, less held back by that stuff. Or at least I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm held back by that stuff. For sure. If Oh no. Oh, hi. Oh, you're back. We We lost you for a second. You're good. I think that was just me pausing. Oh, okay. Don't pause. All right. No pausing. Just talk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, I think, okay. So we got to start with a couple of, of human factors here or just psychological factors. So you have eight micro USB cables and you've got <laughs> cords from the 1990s. Right. And, and yeah. so just for a moment, like I want you to both describe what happens when like, like let's say Kim or Tina walk in right now with a, a bucket of fire <laughs> and they grab your micro <laughs> USB cables and say, Oh, you only need one, and they take the other seven and they put them in the incinerator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, w- what f- what feeling does it evoke? <laughs> uh, I wish she was here. She would. She oh, would. I'd like to say it would be just like, oh, that'd be that's great. Thank you for finally uh, <laughs> releasing me from my self made prison of uh, mm-hmm. obsolete cables. Yeah. But it'd be like, oh no, which one did you throw away? Oh crap, no, not that one. Yeah. There would be <laughs> there would be a lot of it. There would be a lot of I'll do it. I'll do it is what I would say. Yes. Like, why are you yeah. doing it? I'll do it. Like I do this for, I do this to my kids where, you know, Nick uh who's moving out your direction soon might have something here that I'm like, I'm not keep, we're not keeping this. Like I'm gonna freaking throw this thing away. And but if Kim did that to me or anybody else said, oh, I'm just going to take this extra mixer of Scott's and just throw it away. He's obviously not using it. I'd be livid. <laughs> I'd be like, come mm-hmm. on, man. Mm-hmm. I get to choose when. So you're not wrong. Like, I would be yeah. very defensive of somebody a doing possessive that. thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they've done this study where they gave people mugs from like a Goodwill, you know, so they cost like 50 cents. And um, they... I'm trying to remember exactly what they did. Oh yeah. They gave them, they gave them free crappy mugs and then they had some people use them and then other people not use them. 
And then they went to sell them and they got to decide what the price was. And people who had used them yeah. and felt some kind of ownership of them and thought they were worth like five, ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and the people who ne- never used them were like, yeah, you can just give them away. Right. Like yeah. there was no attachment. And we're talking like such minimal. It's already junk. Someone just handed you and you used once and now it's you're attached to it. And that's this is this very core human survival um, impulse that's been here a long, long time, which is, you know, I, I need that blade that's so hard to come by so I can mm. kill that animal to get food for my family. You know, <laughs> is it like a nesting instinct or something? Like we just got to have all this stuff around us in case we need it for kind of nesting purposes. Yeah. What, or yeah. No? What, what drives us to do that? Cause it does feel, I used to feel this way with dad. He would have so much stuff in the garage and you couldn't move anything in there or park the car. And I remember thinking, is it just to hold on? I don't know. I don't know. I've never really understood it. And I do it too. So, you know, no judgment for anyone who keeps and their stuff. But costs, it's such a big part of this, right? Like you've put all this money. So when mm-hmm. you look at your eight cables, you can, maybe you're not consciously going, that represents $100. Yeah. Um, right. But you, on some level, you've paid for those. You feel the, right, when, but you could afford to go buy one. If all of them disappeared and you had to get another, you could go do that. You are not actually in a position where you're dead and your family will die also because you've lost that thing. <laughs> well, but I also know that the second I buy one more uh, electronic device, I'm going to get another micro USB cable to replace the eight I threw away. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, it shouldn't make sense. And it, again, this is kind of my point today is that bringing your conscious awareness as much as you possibly can muster to there are there are psychological um, things afoot in all of this. It's not you as a person are bad or good or lazy or sloppy or a hoarder or that there's a lot happening here. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone has different reasons. So, you know, if we go back in time, so Scott, we could just already assume you had modeled to you some hoarding behavior. Oh, but um, yeah. dad lost his job, which means all of a sudden things could all go awry. That's pretty deep in there. And so to say, you know what, I'm getting rid of all my stuff. I'm going to simplify my schedule. I'm only going to work in ways that are nurturing are going to be that, that goal is dead by January 15th when someone's like, well, here's a big gig. You want it? And you're like, uh, yeah, of course, of course I do. And now I have no time, but also I, it's this impulse is driven a lot by history. Yeah. but also driven very much by this biology thing, right? Mm-hmm. So when we are talking about simplifying or getting rid of things, and for some people, they have, and there are a few people out there, I hope some are listening, who are like, are you kidding? They're having dopamine fests in their head when they throw stuff away. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're I very on a know. different scale. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I get that too. Like when I throw something away, there's the initial, ooh, am I going to need that? But then it's almost immediate like, Oh my God, I feel so much better just getting rid of that and mm-hmm. it not being this albatross sitting in the basement. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, I'd love to Maria Kondo. When Tristan moved out. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> oh, do I really, do I want this kid? Oh, now he's gone. I feel yeah. better. Now he's gone. Oh my God. It's so much lighter. <laughs> but I mean, if we could all Maria Kondo our way around the house, great. But those people who, who really love that, you know, love putting, putting out the old and barely and not necessarily replacing it with the new or whatever. 
I would love to do that. I, I, I do have this thing that I started that is based purely on my own idea. I call it three a day. And I just started on the first every day, three things get chucked. And if they can be donated or used in some, you know, somebody could use their needs them, then that's where they go. But three things a day are out of here. And my theory is I might be crazy, but my theory is after, you know, you do the math after enough time with three of those a day, you're going to clear stuff out pretty quick, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you yeah, stick sure. to it. As and long do as you're it. not buying four things a day. <laughs> right. Yes. right. Yeah. Or even three. I mean, like, I, I know someone who does, if she brings anything into her house, she gets some rid of something. So it's a yeah, one-to-one. She never good, brings that's anything That's also a good new. way to do it. You won't, you won't reduce, but at least you won't increase. Yeah. Okay. So way. which you're getting to the core uh, of my advice today is, um, and, and there's a book you can read all about. It's called Atomic Habits. And the idea is that it's just very, very small things compounded over time mm. which is literally the only way thing anything ever works in the end right let's mm. let's be clear yeah. uh, so for example there are big rush of energy that we get in january or in theory we get in january um we expend it by doing everything all at once and then what happens once you clean all your your office out and do blah 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 it's just going to accumulate right back and you will be exact same position next new year's eve um if it's not daily and small. And that is hard. Now we do, we do, we do daily small things all the time. So both of you name one daily small thing you do every single day. You, you don't even have to think about it maybe anymore, but it's just something you do every single day. And then let's talk about the out, the impact of it. Uh, I mean, anything. Cause I, anything. I make coffee, like I, uh, uh brew coffee okay. every day, get up. I feed, French I feed three dogs and put them all out to poo. Okay. So now imagine you didn't do those things at all. What would happen after a week? Well, Brian would be unlivable on this show for his. Yeah, exactly. Just kidding. He'd be all right. Um, all right. Thought your house would be full of dog crap. Uh, The house would be. Well, no. What would happen is there'd be screaming, yelping dogs upstairs who are all dying to to pee, take a dump, and eat. And uh, Kim, Kim would just have to do it, and then. She would be like, oh, I guess I'm cooking, doing the dishes and this other stuff. And I'll go ahead and take care of these dogs that I actually don't want. So then we'd have like a, a problem potentially. Yes. Okay. So that is the point of these atomic habits is that they accumulate and create a consequence. So if I eat, like I did this morning, cake for breakfast, <laughs> if I ate cake for breakfast for every morning, the rest of my life, eventually there will be some biological response to that or mm-hmm. accumulation of something. Maybe that's not great. Or if I deep breathe and meditate every single day, am I going to, I'm going to accumulate something at the end of that. So we do it in both directions all the time. Um, our problem is we like to try to do a big thing all at once. And we, we have to use willpower for that, which we don't have a lot of. And I say even less this year, <laughs> people do not have as much willpower as they used to. Mm-hmm. And so it, it needs to be really small. So for example, let's take your simplifying your life, Scott. So you've started an atomic habit, which is three a day, three a day, you get rid of something. Yeah. Um, why would that stop? What would be the thing that would get in the way of that? Um, what would get in the way of that? Well, I mean, obviously not sticking to it or getting busy and (laughs) running out of stuff. I mean, mean, yeah, I mean, eventually you do run out of things that you can throw away, but I, I don't mean this to be like a permanent life style of all time i just mean it to be i actually don't i don't know what the metric is for when i've done enough honestly but 
I do know that there's plenty. So, so I'm basically, I'm starting with the storage space we have and I'm doing that first and then just kind of working my way out. And if I, if I, if I get to the end of the day and I haven't done it and I'm like, Oh, I need three things quick. What do I have? It can even be, well, there's this can of empty soda sitting here and also this cable I don't need. And also this piece of paper I've never used and let's throw it away. Um, or it could be as big as here's a box that a computer came in eight years ago that I kept in case I had to send anything back or in case anything went bad, but it never did. So now it's just sitting here for no reason and won't, won't fit anything else in it that I ever need. So, you know, big, big space savings there. But, uh, you know, I just, if I don't do it, I feel like I failed for the day. And if I do it, I feel like I got something done that I actually accomplished it. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure it's how I should feel. Mate. I think too, you could create it as the maintenance thing. And that's, that's the key here is that you do something very small and you do it consistently and it has some sort of reward, um, cyclical reward built into it. So it's less about using willpower and more about getting the benefit. So if I say clean my whole house, Marie Kondo, my whole house, you're not going to get it done. You will quit. And you will have piles on your kitchen table, and then you got to just find places to put it. Unless you can maintain the willpower to do the whole thing. Now, some people can do that, right? right. But what if you, let's just say it was the three a day, you go through three books, get rid of three books you don't need anymore, and you yeah. take care of them that day. Now, the key would be from start to finish, those three things are taken care of, which means you drive them to goodwill, you give them to the person, right, within the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have piles at your door if you do. Anyway, but but it's the maintenance, right? And so so what you'll get is the reward slowly and in steady doses. And then at, you can do three a day the rest of your life, Scott, and it'll be like the, so, the, the soda can or taking the garbage out, right? There's other versions. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. No matter so how it's a really small. great idea. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, okay, though. But like then, like oh, the, the alternate – well, anyway, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I'll I was just going to say, then where does this lead to you simplifying, like taking that sort of bigger goal and, and Brian's too, of just like how to stay focused and how to mm-hmm. simplify streamline or whatever it will be. First of all, you have to understand why you don't do that now. Why yeah. is that not the thing now? Yeah. See, this is a great, this is what, kind of where I was headed. So you're basically saying what I was trying to formulate. Like I hadn't really given it this kind of thought. Um, like what's my end game for this? Like what, what am yeah. I trying to achieve or, or feel at the end of it? Is there an end to it first of all? And if there is, what, what do I expect to see there? I don't know. Like maybe I don't know that. I mean, I do know that holding on to, we'll keep it simple, holding on to material things, uh, is not a, a, a road to happiness. Um, you know, on the one hand, I've got this, uh, yesterday van was playing with it, but I've got this car. You probably remember it actually, cause your childhood would have had this car in it, but there's a little red ancient car. Where is it? A little plastic one that I had when I was two years old and played with that thing till I was six or seven. And I remember it. It was always in whatever toy box we had. It was always available to me. I'll never get rid of this thing. Like I will keep this forever because it's this relic of, you know, my entire life. Um, but there's things sitting next to it, like a Funko Pop version of, I don't know, <laughs> some Star Wars character that I don't really care about. So why mm-hmm. is that here? And that'll be one of my three things today, probably. Give it to a kid, neighbor kid or somebody. I don't know. Um, the hard, Yeah, the hardest thing in doing that, because I need to do it too, 
is stuff that people have given us, you know, really generous listeners to the show or, or fellow producers, podcasters, whatever, who've gone out of their way to send something really nice. It's like, okay, that's cool, but I don't have shelf space for it or, you know, a wall space to hang it. What do I do with it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I don't. So if, that that gets to that emotional attachment. It absolutely it, does. Yeah. So it's yeah. not just a matter of oh, I might need this someday. It's like no, I feel like I'm disrespecting the person who gave this to me if I get rid of it. Yeah. And let me just le- let you know about a secret with Marie Kondo that mm-hmm. she is uh, Shinto. She actually her, really isn't Japanese. She right. She's from. Uh, she's Japanese. Staten and Island. She's, yeah, she's from she, Staten Island, she, in, she uh, is New a, York, and she's a little, and she's two feet tall. That's the other thing you don't know about. <laughs> She's a follower of Shintoism, which is essentially, if, if you break down what she's talking about when she like honors all the things in the house and doesn't want your socks to be mistreated, is that there's a, basically spirit in everything, right? So you are, mm-hmm. you're abusing things by m- mistreating them or piling them up or, you know, whatever. And, and, and so when she's just like, does it bring you joy? If not, you need to free this thing. Like it, it has like mm-hmm. a, such a deeper meaning that I think maybe as Americans we could adopt a little of like uh in out of respect for this thing someone gave me I'm gonna give it a new home you know like maybe we could channel the that piece to it because again we're we're worried about the people not the thing mm-hmm. and I think that's why she can throw everything away and like live her life so cleanly because she's she's got this deeper sense of it <laughs> whereas we're just like oh, I need more stuff to feel better about myself and it's not necessarily um sort of if if we if i take anything from her it's this really deep respect for yourself and how you feel in your space as well as respect for the item which i don't know if i can ever conjure but bless her for doing it right so that idea though is if deep respect so scott when i hear your plan to simplify or even brian less less distractions that is now imagine if there was someone in your life who just like stood next to you and did the distractions or piled on your work or was just kind of awful to you. You wouldn't feel very respected, but you're the ones doing it to yourself. Right. Right. Yeah, dude, and so, is Hammond Chamberlain. <laughs> Take that Hammond. Take just that. kidding. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. So, that, so that idea, right though, that like yeah. out of respect for your, you know, to treat yourself well, you know, if we can extend her love of socks and don't fold them that way because it's rude to them, like how about to ourselves? What is your constant distraction and your inability to relax or play or rest? Like it's not self-respect. And and so to find some deeper meaning behind what you're choosing to do this year differently can really help. Like it can really be the boost of so, so like Scott, you're saying, what is your end game? What is the point? Is the point to feel peaceful? Is the point to feel less embarrassed when someone comes over to your house? Is the point like, what do you need out of this emotionally and psychologically? And if that is it front of mind, and then your the habit to get there or the behavior to get there is very small yeah. and daily, you're, you'll have more success. I found, uh, so I, I think I may know the source of why I'm even thinking about this. It just occurred to me. We're helping Nick get ready to do this move. And it's all, you know, it's a little stressful from just a parental aspect because, you know, we're going to miss him. He'll be gone. But on the other hand, the other day I was like, there's no better time in the, in the, in the history of the world to have one of your kids move out of state or even the country because we have real time communication with everybody. Like we can just talk anytime. Like, 
if this was me at 20, pfft, you're basically gone. You're, you're basically right? in the mm-hmm. desert, in the wilderness, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like nobody knows where you are. You don't know where they are. You don't, you can't check in. And when you do, it costs an arm and a leg because long distance phone calls are ridiculous. And that requires someone to be out of phone and, you know, like all these things. And we don't have to worry about any of that. So, so I'm less, I'm less on the fence about it um, in, in those terms. But what I have witnessed during all of this is he has had to do his own version of simplifying. He's basically just going to take what he can fit in his car. And, mm-hmm when I saw him do that or see him starting to do that and, and, and shedding excess junk or waste or whatever he doesn't need. And he already doesn't have a ton of stuff, but seeing that it reminded me of me around that age where, you know, the shirt on my back and what I could put in a backpack was good enough. It's all I needed mm-hmm. and, and I'm good to go. And the world is your oyster and all of that. It made me realize, boy, you really do nest over time. Like you, you just build up all this stuff and, it's not even it doesn't have to be expensive stuff. It's just stuff like whatever, whatever the stuff is for whoever you are. And it just made me, made me feel or made me it, it, it uh, compounded the feeling I was already feeling of like, boy, I'd sure like to be like that again, a little less burdened by what is, you know, what I'm carrying and a little more, I don't know, a little more agile with with your life. Um, and he, cause, cause he's about to do that. And I don't know. I just think that's where it came from or at the very least that's, that's what brought it to my mind yesterday when you asked, cause you know, he's, he's about to do that very thing. It's him, his car and his dog. Oh yeah. And it's great. <laughs> it's gotta look so freeing to like from the outside, like watching him do this, like, Oh man. he's so excited. Like he's really yeah. jazzed. He's nervous, but that's normal. And, mm-hmm. but he's got a cool opportunity. He's going to take it. It's in a thing he wants to do and learn and. Like, it's all cool. He's it's, only an hour from my house. Yeah, he's, like, close to you, so... So does know. that mean you'll actually visit us? Oh, if hell yeah. what it takes yeah, your I mean, son? Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> we would have been out there before now for... I know. Mandatory freaking Minnesota meetups. That's pretty good. MMM. <laughs> mandatory. Because <laughs> uh, we got fans out there who would love to have us meet in the Midwest, but uh, yeah, COVID and all that. But so, so that's the other thing is like, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful that you guys are actually out there, not because I'll need you, but because I don't know, it's just something nice about proximity. Yeah. But, but anyway, um, I'm rambling, but I, but I, I guess what I'm saying is seeing him go through that is prompting some of this for me. Of like, yeah, well, you know, you can. I'm not 20 anymore, but I can sure, I can sure cut back. Rid of this bobblehead, right? Yeah, I don't need this bobblehead any anymore. <laughs> or 80 chords from the 90s. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to talk to my kids about the ma- uh, is it Matrix dot printers and just like dot matrix dot, dot matrix. matrix. Thank you. I can't even remember the name now. A matrix um, dot printers just- is the new domain for finding your <laughs> matrix dot matrix right. printers. Yeah. Anyway, Anyways. to remind them how old I am. Okay, so hold on. Uh, let me say one caveat here. Let me do a little plug for people getting get their therapy on in 2021. And that is this. If the thought of doing some of the stuff we've talked about, or like you may want to, but like it, when it comes down to you starting to try to throw something away or gather something to like do something different, and you're just sort of plagued with anxiety about it. Um, I think so often what we do is we'll have an idea and we'll we'll move to try to make that idea and then we get blocks and we don't we don't know what to do with that so we quit that's really really common so if the block is an emotional block which all blocks are by the way mm-hmm. um 
this is where, you know, a little curiosity goes a long way of like, okay, what's that about? Like, why am I, what, what's my resistance here? And sometimes it might just be that I'm tired today, but other times it might be that I'm really anxious about letting this thing go. Um, and there are reasons for that. Um, I, I did a training once on, on hoarding behavior and in the audience, I had people share just their different experiences or people that they knew and just, you know, what the anxiety to try to see it rather than when you don't, when you're not a messy person or something, you're just like, what? You don't Mm -hmm. get it. But when you have had, you know, you have a different experience when you're collecting your things, like Brian's cables are really important to him. We don't know why we can't just assume. Um, and, and so anyway, I had a woman in the audience share that, uh, her good friend was, quote unquote, a hoarder. And what didn't become one until she was like in her forties. And what had happened was they had, you know, cleaned out and, um, go thrown tons and tons and stuff, stuff away as they're about to move. And as they're moving, this is awful. Oh, this feels like such a Donna story. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> the, the moving truck ran over and killed their child. Oh, geez. Oh, I mean, my God. it was horrifying. Yeah. And this is after everything they just threw away that was hers oh, that they boy. didn't think they needed to take. So for the rest of this woman's life, she wouldn't throw anything away. Yeah. And so we could all from the outside, not knowing that story, just be like, Oh, that lady's house is gross. You just have no, you have no idea. And that's a really extreme version of trauma. Right. But there is trauma sometimes related to not feeling safe and um, moving around a lot as a kid or having lost things that really matter to you or those things being discounted by someone else or, or just, wanting to be safe and fed or whatever it might be. And so like, be really gentle with yourself as you think about it. Maybe your goal isn't these things, but maybe your goals related to other things that also have sort of trauma. And so the key here is when something blocks or rises up and sort of prevents you from doing something instead of just running away or quitting or pushing through anyway, just stop and get curious about what is this um, maybe about that's going to go so much further than making a list of 10 items and getting up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym. Like that stuff is fine, but it doesn't last and it doesn't solve any of the actual stuff. It's these small things. And then just like really dealing with what maybe has created some of them. And a lot of them are painful. So go to therapy. Yeah. Go to therapy. And that's the other thing. That's the big, <laughs> that's take, my right? answer always. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to who, who was it? Oh, this week, Bill was telling us about uh Bill Duran who does our, maker stuff on Mondays. You, you know, Bill, uh, Bill is, uh, he started seeing a therapist and not for any, you know, major earth shattering reasons, but just cause it's good to do one. And he was just raving about it. So maybe 2021 is the year to get a therapist and they're all online now. Cause you can't do the whole in office stuff anymore, at least for now. So open like some of these text therapy ones. I've had people really have some good experiences with that, especially if you're not if it's not a, you know, sort of life threatening sorts of things, it's great. And yeah, I mean, here's the thing too. Therapists need therapists. So we need to save a few. So (laughs) (laughs) what you can't just look in a mirror. You can't just look at a therapist therapist who need therapists. (laughs) You can't just look in a mirror. That doesn't work, right? You can't look in a mirror and go, uh, you know, Stuart work. Smalley, the whole thing. Okay. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's, it's the thing I love to think about with masks when people have masks and I'm like, so now you can smell your breath, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
we're just not good at knowing our own stuff. And that's just real. So yeah, but you know, if you've been on the fence, let 2021 be your year where you leap off that Mm -hmm. fence. Well, let's do it and try. uh, I mean, so you think my three a day is okay. It's an okay way of doing this. I love it. I think it's great. One a day is great. I mean, if, if, Mm -hmm. yeah, because the consistency, the smallness, that was exactly what I was going to tell people. Like another thing to, to do that's interesting is rather to focus on habits to use the identity, uh, like an identity marker for something. So for example, um, I mean, I played a lot of sports in my life. So at one point I just thought of myself as an athlete. It wasn't even like a word I thought much about, but if you said, Oh, are you an athlete? I'd be like, no, I'm old and I hurt. Like that's, Mm -hmm. I'm not an athlete, but it's like, no, actually I really like physical exercise and I like sports and I like, so can I just be not an Olympic athlete, but like a basic one? So while you're exercising or you're doing something, you, you do a thing that an athlete would do, right? Or you organize the way someone who's organized would do. You kind of embody the, the identity of that thing rather than, okay, I'm going to do this and make a list and try to force yourself to be that person. It's, it's kind of a weird technique, but it's a little bit of just like, while exercising, be like, wow, I'm an out of shape athlete. <laughs> Let's keep doing this. Like yeah. as if that's just who you are and something that you do. So Scott, you're a three a day guy and that's just who you are. Um, so there's a bit of like embodying the identity of, of something that they've found it can be pretty, pretty impactful. It just a way to think about it differently rather than I'm a this, I'm not this, or I, I have to do this. It's more like, I'm an athlete taking a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, so, you know, I'm organized. I'm an organized person. What does that even mean and look like and feel like? Well, you just start to do it. And right. And compared to who? And, That's the other thing is everybody wants to compare themselves to everybody else. I'll go to somebody's really beautifully manicured, you know, office space and go, oh, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. but what am I? Why am I doing that? Like, I shouldn't be comparing myself to anybody else. And they shouldn't into your office. I'm like, I'm not a cartoonist. This is not what I would have on my walls because it, <laughs> some of it does fit you, right? Like yeah. it is you. Yeah. So like, maybe it's just a little more organized cartoonist is all you want to be. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's what I want. The organized cartoonist, by the way, this guy that wrote atomic habits, uh, his name is yeah. James clear. Is that really his last name? That's clear. awesome. Huh? Yeah. That seems a little convenient to me. James. Clear. <laughs> it's like, it's like James Dr. Bones. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Bones, very, very close comparison. All right. Uh, this is good advice. Hope everybody takes it and um, makes 2021 a little better than it needed to be uh, or that it was or that it is. That it even is <laughs> capable of being. As it's capable of there being. There we go. That's this better, yes. A little worse than I thought. But anyway, uh, Wendy, we're glad to have you back. We'll uh, do this again uh, next time. And is there anything you want to mention? Or yeah. About for uh, you? Real Steps is coming. Speaking of real baby atomic steps, mm. um, uh, it's going to be super fun. I'm really excited about stuff we're adding. Um, we, February is, is when it starts, and I will start sending emails out pretty quick. So go to realsteps.org and just put your name on the email list if you love so February random sign emails. Up. Is it sign-up month or is it actual, like, go-for-it month? Like the, if it's the- You will sign up this month. At this point, uh, I need to update the website because uh, – did I mention I had cake for breakfast? So oh. I'm a little behind. <laughs> mm, that's great. <laughs> I did a little that's, staring at the walls. I think that's my New Year's resolution is cake <laughs> for breakfast. Man. <laughs> 
It's so good. Uh, it was Pete's birthday, so you know I got cake lying around. Um, anyway, the yeah, the sign up will be soon, soon. But right now, if you go there, you're signing up just to get the emails that are going to tempt you to do it. Sure. And we start in February, first of February. It's going to be a blast. So nice. Uh, check it out. Us. All the details at realsteps.org. Wendy, have a fantastic week. All right. Thanks. Bye, guys. Time. Thanks, Wendy. Bye now. And this Adam Godley guy is still on our thing, and it freaks me out every time. I, I know. Every time I look over at his giant ears. <laughs> I know. I feel like he can hear me wherever he is. <laughs> it's like uh, Herman in the, uh, the, the gimmick store going, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you do a good Pee Wee Herman. I don't know if oh, I've yeah. heard that. Yeah. Have I? I used Maybe. to do that in the drive-thru at uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> Hi, Pee Wee Herman. Can I take your order, please? What? What do you want? Taco Bell Grande? Oh. Wait. Did you do that to real people? They were there to I get... did that to real people in the Taco wow. Bell drive-thru. I did. Yeah. Brian was one of those, you guys. I think uh, I've told this story before, but uh one point after doing that, woman pulls up to the uh the window yeah. and says, Could I see your manager, please? I'm like, oh crap, did I do this to the wrong person? And um, I step away and Jan, who, you know, had a nicer polyester outfit than I did, walks sure. up to the window, says, hi, can I help you? Yes. I just want to say that there's a Taco Bell that's like a block away from my house, but I come to this one because of this guy right here and oh. his funny voices on the drive-thru and that's just want to let you know, it's like, Whew. That's adorable. <laughs> that's yes. great. Okay. Yeah. You dodged that bullet. You dodged that. I um, totally did. I know. It could have easily gone worse. Yeah. Now I'm hungry for Taco Bell. You? You, you want Taco Bell? Taco Bell? Actually, Taco? I kind of do right you now. Taco Bell? Taco Bell? Popeye? No, I want Popeyes, Popeyes? actually. Popeyes chicken? Popeyes. Popeye? I go Popeyes right now. Oh my gosh. Why? Oh, don't talk about this food. This all sounds good. <laughs> uh, we're going to take our leave. Before we do, a reminder that you folks at home are responsible for the show existing. And you make that happen over at patreon.com slash TMS. Check out all our levels. Get art in the mail. Hey, what about daily bonus audio content you can't get anywhere else? That's the place to go. That's, uh, That's right. patreon.com slash TMS. MS. And if you're looking for anything else, our website is over at the Frogpants site, frogpants.com slash TMS. All right. <clears throat> Let's play a closing song and then a benediction. Closing. Oh, this all well, sounds like closing like time. You want that or you want uh... closing time? You don't have to stay, but you can't be here, right? Do I have the words? Yeah, exactly right. Okay. Wow. Semi-Sonic would be so proud mm. uh, that you got that. Uh, Great. Nailed it. Great. Uh, how about one going out to Barbara? They're coming to get you, Barbara. 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 <laughs> Forgot to mention, that was in your clip yesterday of the chilling adventures of Sabrina. I thought that was so funny. Oh, like, yeah. They, they've they got some Night good references in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barbara wrote in and said, I know this is last minute, so if you can't play my request on my birthday, January 6th, any day will do. Well, how about January 7th? Celebrating a birthday so close to Christmas takes a little more work, but I'm worth it. How about a happy, upbeat song? Oh, Barbara. Barbara. Uh, they're playing a song, Barbara. Um, <laughs> can't do it now. I love it. Or can't not do it. Uh, I think we could all use an upbeat song sure. today. How about something from the Get Up Kids? I mean, right there in their name, you can tell they're upbeat. In 2008, they released an album called Eudora, and they included this cover of Close to Me by The Cure. This is so good. So much fun. The Get Up Kids and Close to Me.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. It's still real to me, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) I hesitated playing that clip today because... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.